Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. Good evening and welcome to The Altar Life. We're excited to be here. Continuing on in our Ephesians series, Brent is here. He's raring to go. Yes, raring. (laughs) Yeah, we're ready. Ready to dive into the Word. You know, Ephesians has been chock full so far and it's not going to stop tonight. Um, So we're going to be delving into the end of chapter 2, starting with verse 19, talking about Christ being the chief cornerstone and uh, what that means in terms of the structure of the church and um, not talking about your building that you meet in on Sundays, (laughs) uh, talking about that spiritual structure, that um, temple of God that, that, you know, us as believers get to be a part of. So looking forward to that. It's great music in store tonight. Uh, I was just looking through the playlist that we came up with. Patting myself on the back, and Jeff. Uh, <laughs> no, you'll want to stick around. Some great stuff ahead. Yeah, I'm just really excited. You know, only a couple verses tonight, but we're really going to take our time and plod through them and take the time to chew. I was saying before the show, sometimes we can just like throw the, we get the word in our mouth and we just swallow it whole. But it really is good to chew the cud, as they say. You know, the cows chew on it a little bit. Swallow it, chew on a little bit more. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the four stomachs of the spirit. No. <laughs> we changed the topic of the night to um, chewing our cud. Yeah, you're on the altar. The cud. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not chewing right now. You probably just cut it all over here, <laughs> cut it <laughs> all over the room. <laughs> but uh, I guess we could read a couple verses just to get a flavor for tonight. We're in Ephesians chapter two, verse nineteen through twenty-two. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You know, just just starting it off, kind of continuing the theme that we had last week about how we were far off. God brought us near by the blood of Christ. He's made peace between God and man. And now, therefore, since we're no longer strangers and foreigners, but we're all fellow citizens, we've been united together as a people of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And that's where we're going to be tonight talking about what that foundation is and how important it is for us to realize that and be built on the solid foundation, not on the sand, not on our own gimmicks or our own preconceived notions of what we should do as Christians, which I think a lot of times we can get caught up in that. As Jeff read in that last segment, you know, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. It would have been just enough to no longer be a stranger or foreigner. I just picture, you know, sometimes my family likes to invite people over for Thanksgiving, you know, people who don't have other places to go, which is pretty cool. Um, but I've been to some Thanksgivings with my family where I'm like, there's people at the table. I don't know who they are. They're strangers. <laughs> They're foreigners. Like, what are you, this is my family. What yeah. are you doing here? You know, and you kind of meet them and like some of those people have turned into regulars <laughs> so now you know they're more like fellow citizens <laughs> yeah. of our thanksgiving table and uh you know they've almost become seem like they become members of the household of Hughes's. but in you know and i kind of think about you know how um this is kind of like that in the sense <laughs> that you know we were far off we were lost and god invited us to the table right and now um, now we're just one of the, the people that tend to always be at the table and, you know, he's invited us into his house, you know, and, um, now it's, there's a familiarity to it. You know, there's a sense of belonging and, uh, man, that's like, I would have been good enough just to have some crumbs off the table, you yeah. know, 
but he's actually put a, given us a seat and he's actually, you know, made us a part of the family. And, um, you know, so this is who this applies to tonight. It doesn't apply to the foreigners and the strangers and, um, but Christ, his, his invitations open to everyone. You know, he's, he's always speaking to us. He's always drawing us to himself. Jesus is always doing that work. When, if you're here and you're listening tonight and you seem like you're far off, you know, and you're one of those strangers to God, you don't have to be. God is actually talking to you tonight to say, come, you know, be a part of the, be at the table with me. You know, I'm inviting you in. I want you to be a part of this. And as we're going to get into later tonight, Christ is where it starts. It doesn't start with trying to figure out how to get your, how to, you know, change your name. It's not about <laughs> what you bring to the party to let they let you in. It's not about any of anything that you can do. Um, Christ is extending that invitation out to you tonight. And so take it, you know, follow him. Tonight we're talking about Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Brett was talking about how we're now brought together as a family. We're members of the household of God. And Brent was talking about how, um, he had had people over his Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, one of the problems I think that we, we run into as members of the household of God is when that person takes the last drumstick or that person has the skin <laughs> that you that always was yours. And now there's a stranger, you know, and we start to get older brother. That That's older brother. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. That was my dark meat. What do you mean? There's no dark meat. From- oh, well, I gave it to our guest here. And you're like, what? You get all up in arms and stuff and what happens there is that we take our eyes off the chief you know if if dad says it then it should be law now that i'm a father i can say that but (laughs) you know like jesus is where it all begins and when we take our mind off of that that's when we start to look at everybody around us we're like wait a minute they're here what and then we start to build up walls but not a one centralized foundation and building on christ we start to build up walls that separate the church from itself you know we build up our well we're the, the the cool hipster christians over here and we're the legalist christians over here and that's where we run into trouble and we take our eyes off the chief cornerstone which is jesus christ and when the church flourishes and the spirit moves in the church it's when the foundation is set and laid and we are you know allowing ourselves to be rooted on that and and nothing else and not worrying about taking the trowel into our own hands and you know, a trowel. <laughs> I don't know anything about building, but I know there's something called a trowel that you like scrape the the mortar into the bricks, but whatever. <laughs> mm. You know, it's funny, like when you were talking about the drumstick, you would actually be the one giving the drumstick, I think, if your heart was centered in the cornerstone, right? Yeah. If it was centered in Christ, you know, you wouldn't be worried about yourself. And so many times our flesh starts getting exposed when it's being challenged by what the right thing is to do, you know? You know, let me share this with you. I want to share this with them. Is that all right with you? And your flesh goes, no, it's not all right. (laughs) My stomach needs that. (laughs) I need to take a nap later. (laughs) So anyway, moving on in our passage tonight, we are members of the household of God. And then verse 20 says, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. You're like, wait a minute, you know? Being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, like those, all those guys from like the Old Testament, like <laughs> that matters. Like yeah. those, those, those guys, you know, I get the apostles. I mean, they were the new guys, right? They yeah. were like the new, new Testament guys, but even the Old Testament guys, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the word of God that we have here, you know, is, is like we say, chock full of the heart of the Lord and, and the, the actual words of Jesus. And, um, 
And that was prof- pro- prophesied, you know, back in the Old Testament from the beginning. Um, from the beginning of the world, he's been prophesying about and talking to us about Jesus and the Savior. And, and it, it, you know, if you read through the, the whole thing, kind of points to the cross of Christ. The whole thing, the whole Bible points to Christ being the chief, being the center, being the starting point, you know. And um, so, you know, as you, as you read through the word and as you listen to apostles and even some modern day guys who are just filled with the spirit and are just kind of encouraging their message, the ones that are right on, <laughs> their message should be about the cross. Their message should be about Jesus and Christ. And that's where it starts. You know, it's not about, you know, getting, uh, getting, you know, getting rich. It's not about, you know, how you can manipulate your life to be happier. It's not about, you know, being successful in this world. It's about brokenness and it's about Jesus and it's about Christ. Yeah, I think when we, even if we look at this, we're like, okay, I need to use these five steps to make Jesus my foundation. It still has a lot of you in there building yourself up because you're like, okay, I go back to the word. This is my how-to manual to get to where I want to be. And that still has the focus on you and not on the foundation. Like our foundation and our, our desire should be to be rooted and grounded in Christ as our founding. And then whatever he wants, wherever he wants it to go, if he wants to build it this way or that way, we're in the potter's hands. Like it says in the old Testament, which we love verse 20 before that you heard, by the way, where your heart belongs by mainstay, which is a great song for what we're talking about tonight. Jesus, the chief cornerstone, our heart belongs at the cross. And with the fact that, you know, that song is talking about how you don't have to worry about loneliness anymore. Your heart belongs at the foot of the cross. And that's what we've been talking about because we're now fellow citizens. And if you're, if you feel isolated in the church and it's just like a shout out to, to a lot of people that I know battle with loneliness and, and feeling disconnected from the body of Christ, there is no reason for that because we are all united together. If we allow Jesus to be the focus and, that's not to say that there aren't flaws in the church and maybe in the church you attend, there's a lot of clicks and there's a lot of separation, but you know, we just ask that God would be the foundation of your local body, of our local body. And if so, you know, that's, that's what we're going to be diving into tonight is getting the foundation back to where it should be because, you know, we've, we've lost that. And I think a lot of Christians have, you know, the the foundation has been we've allowed it to be beaten at and and to be cracked and, and eroded away we've lost our bearings almost as a church um we need to get back to the foundation which is jesus christ and him central and only and uh not worrying about like oh let's let's turn this up let's let's figure this out let's let's find this new way of doing things but uh you know we are all called to be fellow members not the single member the one that God, you know, a lot of times I was saying to Brent before we started the show, a lot of times we can get so introspective when we should be looking at the body of Christ. But then when we should be introspective and seeing what's, what needs to get right in our own life, we worry about the body of Christ. Oh, well, that's what, there's a bunch of hypocrites there and this person's mean to me and they don't welcome me like a Christian should. It's like, okay, let's, let's look at ourselves, (laughs) you know, let, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. I think there's a healthy balance of that, of introspection and Outrospection is that a word? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but you're right on, and I think you know, and we can get confused in that. Like, what what am I supposed to be doing, right? So you're saying this to me, right? How do I? What's the 
how do I get back to the the basics? How do I get back to the right center? You know, and um, you know, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, I mean, one is getting the word. You know, because that's where the foundation has been laid out for us. That you know, that is the that is the foundation that we have that we can read and we can understand. And ultimately, he goes on and he says, um, it's Jesus Christ being that because that's where you find Jesus in the word of God. And it's going back to that as our as our starting point. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was grounded by the supertones and, you know, Jesus Christ being our foundation, being our cornerstone. You know, I love I read I looked up the cornerstone and what it means um and you know the actual dictionary definition said it's the it's the stone that sets it sets it's the most important one because it sets the the reference it's the point of reference where all the other stones are laid and i like if you think about that it kind of blows your mind because jesus christ is our chief cornerstone so that you know he starts that he's the first big stone that's set and then every other stone that's placed um is is using him as a point of reference. And I think if you look at what's going on in our church today and what may be going on in your own life, what is the stone that was set first in your life? You know, have you set a stone that says I'm going to, I'm going to um, pursue happiness in my life? You know, that might be your stone. That every other stone that you place on in your life that you build on is pointed to is it making me happy or not? You know, is the stone, you know, accomplishing some sort of high, you know, if I can be at this job or I can get this relationship, I'm set. If that's your stone and every other thing you build on your life is pointed in that direction, you know, you're going to have a house that looks really funny. <laughs> and it's probably going to fall down because it's not going to be built on the on the foundation stone of Christ. We are unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that last song was the second half of a Fighting Instinct double play, Take My Life. Before that, you heard You Found Me First. And keeping with our topic tonight, Christ the Cornerstone, our unbelievable segment, I just triggered something in my head. The great game of Jenga. Yeah. And just how you had to take from the bottom and put on the top, which is like totally the opposite of what you should do. But that's the fun of the game because you got to strategically place those blocks at the top without it tipping over. And your foundation being shaken. Yeah, you're like challenging the concept of a foundation yeah. in that game. You didn't think that when you were playing the game. No. It's like, oh, it's just a fun game. But no, you're given, like... Given that, I'm never going to play that again. I know. It's, totally, it's not biblical at all. <laughs> it's totally, <laughs> totally heretical, that game. I just think about like with my what son's... What does Jenga even mean anyway? I don't know. Jenga. Jenga means Satan in like some <laughs> foreign language. It's like... It's why you hail. Yeah. <laughs> you're like... That's anti-Christian. Yeah. But you know what's hilarious is that like, look it up. something as silly as that, actually, unfortunately, people in the church do jump on bandwagons like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, did you know Jenga is like anti-Christian yeah, because right. of this? You're like, oh, wow. You know, people they start to build on things that are mm-hmm. not of God. <laughs> you like, build their soapboxes. Yeah. Don't build your soapboxes without the Jenga pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just think about like you, you build things up. Even, you know, my, my kids in the Legos, you try to get that tower as high as you can. But in order to do that, you have to kind of use the pieces that would be better set at the bottom. And you're like, oh, it falls over. And like, all that work is ruined. Oh, no. It's so disheartening. What I loved about 
the game was the actual box yeah. because they always had like the freeze frame um, pictures of the people <laughs> that are mid Jenga. Yeah. They're like they're mid pulling out the block, and like all the other people are like have these faces of worry yeah. and the other guys having way too good of a time yeah. like it's, it's like, so fun this is gonna be the block that sets it mean, when i play a game it's stressful oh i'm not gosh. having fun it's stressful it's like oh. yeah but they wouldn't sit, they wouldn't move a lot of boxes if they had like a kid with like a towel like dabbing sweat off his brow and like <laughs> biting his nails i know like oh, i don't need you ever notice that life. just when you look at board game boxes in general everybody's yeah. just <laughs> having so much fun it's mo- way more fun than you'll ever have when you buy the game yeah but <laughs> It just makes me think of Mousetrap. Like, that game never worked for me because it was like all these things had to fit together just right. And that fits with what we're talking about. But, like, it would never work the way it was supposed to. Like, the ball was supposed to, like, roll down here and set this thing to drop. And it didn't work. Like, the thing would always fall over. And you're like, oh, this this is lame. It's too complicated. That's why I like Jenga. It's like pieces that you stack. Yeah. You can't go wrong. And then the game for the simpletons was that. What, was Jenga what happened when it all fell down? It was like, oh, Jenga. You know, <laughs> was it like, uh, you know, know, Yahtzee? We'll have to look. We'll have to look that up here on the uh, internet and let you know what it means. All right. See you on the other side. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. That was only one Lifehouse. And just to recap uh, our unbelievable segment from the previous hour, um, we were talking about Jenga and how it was probably Swahili for something. We looked it up on the break. It was actually Swahili for something. (laughs) (laughs) So we're smarter than we think we are. Uh, It was Swahili for to build, which is um, very appropriate. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So what a great... Wraps right into our topic and uh, wraps right into our unbelievable segment and, um, you know, wraps right into Swahiliness. So (laughs) you learned a Swahili word today. Listening to the Altar Life. See, the Altar Life is also educational. Ding. Ding dong. Cool. Well, we have a good topic tonight. We've been talking about Christ being our chief cornerstone and uh, what that really looks like in our lives. You know, we, we've we heard it before. Um, yeah, yeah, we get it. We've read the passage before. We get it. We know a cornerstone is the first stone that's laid that sets the, that acts as the point of reference for all the other stones, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. And the challenge for us tonight as we look at our lives is what kind of stuff is in our lives tonight that is not using Christ as a point of reference. And that's, you know, if you really sit and think about that and you meditate on that and you ask the Lord tonight, you know, what are the things in my life that I've got built up that are here that um, really aren't using that as a point of reference, you know, where it's because of Christ that that's in my life. It's because of Christ that I'm pursuing that. It's because of Christ that I'm not giving up my drumstick at the table (laughs) to go back to our last hour. We were talking about that. You know, using Christ Jesus as our point of reference. And when you look at the testimony of the apostles and the prophets throughout the Bible and you look at everything they've shared and spoke on, like I said before, it goes, it all points to Jesus. It all points to Christ at the end of the day. Um, The Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it's all about pointing to Jesus. It's bringing us back to the to the cross and it's bringing us back to Christ all of the other stuff are just distractions to that and we're thoroughly enjoying the end of Ephesians chapter 2 hopefully you are as well we wanted to invite you to check out our website www.thealterlife.com and uh, catch up on our previous Ephesians episodes we think you'd really enjoy that if you're just tuning in and you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you can stay in touch with all the things that the Alter Life's doing you'll get notifications when the new episodes are up and also when we have a blog that's up there and you can just stay in touch with us. And we love 
to hear from you. You can you know post comments on our Facebook wall. Maybe we'll share those on the air with your permission. And uh, I think it would be a great Alter Life community to build. Since we're all fellow members in the household of God, we should share it up. I agree. Thank you. I appreciate that vote of confidence for me. That's good. <laughs> so uh, if you are just joining us in hour two, we've been talking about Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Uh, at least he should be. And uh, that's kind of what we've been challenging ourselves with is just getting back to that firm foundation. In Ephesians chapter two, verses 19 through 22. And Brent, do you recall where we left off? Yes, we left off with the uh, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Perfect. <laughs> that's a good place to, to go back to. And uh, I think that uh, as a church, not just your church or my church, but as the church, the body of Christ, we have lost the sense of community that is required in order for the spirit to, to truly come and to, uh, to move powerfully. And, you know, I, I had said before about how we can kind of get caught up in the looking at ourselves too much, but also looking at other people too much and, and, and isolating ourselves based on our preferences or based on our personalities. And, and that's not what God intended. I think that, the, the church works when people that would never be brought into a common place together, would never hang out together, are brought together and God uses them as a body. And it just works. You know, I, I think Brent and I, you know, we have a lot of different tastes and uh, different things, just different things going on. But there is so much about us that is similar because of the one common thing, which is Jesus Christ, you know, and it bring, he brings us together to do the radio show. Um, and that's true for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I've gotten to know that I would have never really socialized with because of personal preference or personality or just age, you know, just think about generationally, you know, but that's, what's so great about the body of Christ is that he brings together all these oddballs and throws them, you know, in the mix and he uses us. And that's, that's the way he likes to work. And that's only because of Jesus Christ. And I like just to jump, jump on what Jeff was saying before in the last segment, you know, about building the structure, you know, Jesus Christ being our cornerstone is a positional thing. You know, we know where we're at in the structure based on, are we close to Jesus or not? And, you know, there's churches in the world that haven't made Jesus Christ the chief cornerstone of their church. And so positionally, as people are placing themselves in line with that, they're not placing themselves in line with Christ. And so then you've got all these weird doctrines and you get all this stuff that comes out of that that isn't aligned with christ you know but um you know it's interesting when when it is positioned on jesus christ being the center and we are positioning ourselves aligned with that it's cool when you see how god fits all the pieces together you know he takes the guy who's really good at something and the guy who's not really good at it and puts them together because he knows that the other guy's good at something else that the body needs. And so you start seeing the body of Christ forming and, you know, you get the eyes and the ears and the, and the yeah. hands and the feet of the body of Christ all put together to form a really healthy structure or body. And um, in building terms, it's a structure. Yeah. You know, you get the house. You don't need all windows or else, yeah. you know, someone throws a rock and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that that's the cool part of being a part of something that's centered and grounded with a foundation that's Christ chief cornerstone and the building that Jesus wants to build with his church. And um, I was just thinking about how Paul focuses on the apostles and the prophets. And a lot of times, as Brent had said, 
if we don't use Jesus Christ as our foundation, we can build our theology, our entire church on one idea. You know, well, God's all about love. So that means we tolerate everything. You know, if you go to any extreme, things just aren't going to stand up. If you if you build your house leaning to the right, then a strong wind's going to come and it's going to help it finish that, that tilt to the right all the way to the ground. Or if you just build it to the left, you know, it, it can go on. And, and a lot of times because we don't have a firm foundation that's balanced, biblically balanced, the Old Testament, the New Testament, everything, the whole counsel of God, as, as it were, then we can become puffed up in an unnatural way where we can lean too heavily one side or the other. And instead, of, we can be either legalistic or we can be liberalists, you know, and just like everything goes. Um, and that is one of the dangers as well. And it's so important to come back to the center, Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. And when that happens, it says... In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. It's all about the Lord. You notice that it says Jesus Christ himself in him. The whole building is being fitted together to grow into a holy temple in the Lord. You know, it's it's just if it's not in him, it's not going to do it. It's not going to work. It's going to be too heavy one way, too heavy another. It's going to fall. It's not going to have that firm foundation. It's so important that we get the body of Christ doing what it should be doing so that the Lord can be the center of it. Because if he's not the center of it, we won't be able to do what we're supposed to be doing and vice versa. It all works together. It's fit together. Not only does he fit it all together, but it says that he grows it into a holy temple. And uh, I love that. I love to see when the Lord grows your ministry, how he grows your life. You know, just personally, how... When it's grounded in him and we start seeing Jesus more for who he is, our faith in him grow. You know, our our ministry grows, our family grows. All the things that he wants to do in our lives, it grows in us. And it's not something that we have to build ourselves. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Love is in the House by Toby Mac. And guess what? It's packed. So much so, the back door had to be cracked. <laughs> I love it. And um, I was just thinking about how, you know, in 1 Corinthians, I think it is, where Paul says, you know, don't you know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And, um, you know, not just individually is our body. Do we have the Holy Spirit in us? Which is true. But corporately, the body of Christ, that's where the Holy Spirit wants to come in and dwell. And that's kind of where he wraps up here. He says, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The purpose of the church is so that God can move by his spirit to reach the world. And if the church isn't grounded and rooted, then any doctrine that comes by, any challenge from the world is just going to knock it over. But thankfully, it says that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. Isn't that great? Thanks for listening this evening. I hope you've been challenged. I hope you've been encouraged tonight. Um, But ultimately, you know, it's a good time to reflect on and ask ourselves the question, is Jesus Christ the cornerstone of our lives? You know, is Jesus Christ the cornerstone of our churches? And um, and if you're not finding yourself in a church that has Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, you know, it may be time to find some other place to get fed, you know, honestly, um, or to encourage those around you to, to step it up. But, you know, it's interesting when you look at the Church of Ephesians and you fast forward to Revelation, um, 
you know, one of the encouragements that, and one of the challenges that, that Jesus had with the church of Ephesus is that they lost their first love. And he challenges them, he says, to go, their first love and to go back to those first works, those things that they did from the beginning, you know, because it's almost like they got so busy with their lives and they got so wrapped up in all these things and they were good things that they were doing that they lost sight of the chief cornerstone. They lost sight of the where it all starts. It's almost like they, they knew how to build the building, but they started building like this wall that just went around the world. And like, <laughs> Jesus is like, wait, 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 I didn't want you to go down. I mean, it's, it's good things that you're doing, but come back to, to this, the point of reference, right? Come back to Jesus Christ where it all starts and make sure positionally you're where you need to be because out of that, Jesus grows good fruit. You know, that building could burn at the end of, and for eternity. All those things that didn't produce good fruit, it's all just going to get burned up. And the things that were from the Lord will remain. So that's the challenge for tonight. I hope you've been encouraged. Make sure to choose Christ as your center. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, Music truth, truth, real, period. period.